Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer requests, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. This morning, I want to continue. Our series is entitled Life's Balance, but the title of this message this morning, kind of like the subtitle in the series, is How to Learn Balance. How to Learn Balance. How many of you know that some folks can even get an ear infection and lose balance, right? Your body has all kinds of systems that are reliant upon each other to carry out the functions they were created to, to carry out. Sometimes you say, man, I hurt my toe, I hurt my foot, my ankle, my leg, and I'm walking with a limp. Well, you have to be a little out of balance, right? Because some part of your body is affecting the whole. In the same way, many times we get even one priority out of balance and it affects all of us. And we begin to live and walk through life with a limp. Say, man, how, how can I learn balance? I mean, let, let's, do we have those priorities up there? Do you still have those priorities, Viley? I can list them for the folks real quick if you don't. I just felt led to share those. But check this out. Here's your priorities. It's God. And then you, you say, wait, I'm supposed to put others before me. But yeah, if you're a hot mess, then everybody around you is affected. Right? So we got to make sure you're right with God. Okay? So it's God and then you. So you got to have your walk with God. You got to take care of your life. You got to be healthy. You got to do things right for yourself. And then after you is your spouse. Because if you're messed up, you can't take care of your spouse. After your spouse is your children. After your children is work. So priorities here. Folks may disagree on some areas of priorities as we lengthen the list, but I'm going to tell you right now, the priority we all agree on is God. Put God first, and everything else most likely will line up if you put God first, all right? Let me get an amen in this house. Put God first, okay? Let's make sure that you put God first, and then you, then your spouse, if you have a spouse, your children, your work, and so on, all right? So, today... Let's go to my first point, how to learn balance. This is real simple. Some of you are going to go, man, this is so simple. But yeah, sometimes we forget. I've been serving God for years now. I've been, I've been a full-time ordained minister now for, golly, over 18 and a half years. And there's times I get into my own strength, I get into my own head, and I'm trying to do it on my own. I don't know if you guys do that. And it's like, wait, I have the creator of the universe there waiting to help me. The God of the universe lives within me. I need to ask him for help. And people forget. I, I've seen people floundering and doing stuff on their own apart from God. You know what floundering is? Floundering, have you ever seen a fish out, out of water? And they go, you don't even want to grab it. They're slamming stuff. You're like trying to push it back in the water, right? Get in the water. Swim away. Floundering is bouncing around without a plan. No purpose, not knowing what to do, forgetting that you're a child of God. Now, I'll have a prayer after this message that for you to pray if you are not a child of God, because if you've never accepted Jesus as your Savior, well, you're not a child of God. All right? But once you've accepted Jesus and confessed Him as your Lord, you're a child of the King. You can call on Him, and He has the greatest resources in the universe. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, the God of all mankind, the God of all flesh. Let's go to Luke chapter 11, verse 9. Luke eleven nine. 
Look at what Jesus said. <clears throat> and so I tell you, keep on asking, and you'll receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and everyone who knocks, what? The door will be open. So you got to ask God for help, man. Humble yourself. You know, it takes humility to ask for help. You ever notice, though, kids? Kids will ask help till you're sick of them. Kids? And you got to teach kids. And I say, hey, no, you can do that by yourself. Would you do this? They go to you. They go to you. Kids will do that. They'll go to you and go, would you fix this? Would you get that for me? Uh, Mom, could you feed me? Can you? But they're, they're not too proud to ask. They will ask. Same thing with a domesticated puppy, a dog. Wolves and dogs in the wild, they don't ask for help. But it, those of you that are dog lovers, we have, got any dog lovers in the house? There's a few. Got some dog lovers in the house. Y'all know we are. Got some dog lovers. Your dogs, they get to a place where they'll ask you. They depend on you. And sometimes dogs have more sense than us as adult humans to ask for help. It's the most silly thing. We have a, one of our dogs that plays with these little balls. And he drops this little ball, it's, shaped, it's green and shaped like a pear, and he'll drop it under stuff, and he'll go, if he can't reach it, he'll growl and growl and growl and, and try to get your attention. He'll, rrr, rrr. It's like he's talking to the ball, like, come to me. Rrr. But after a while, he'll look to one of us, like, help me, I can't get it. He's a dog, and he's smart enough to ask for help. So we've got to remember, ask God for help. He's your master. He's your creator. He's your originator. He breathed the breath of life into your lungs, and we're alive because of him. So ask God for, for help. Humble yourself. Go to Psalm 5-2 real quick. Psalm 5-2. Listen to my cry for help, my King and my God, for I pray to no one but you. Look at verse 3. Listen to my voice in the morning, Lord. Each morning I bring my request to you and wait expectantly. So take it to God. Let's go to Philippians 4, 6. I love this verse. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Look at the next one. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand on this earth, right? His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So God is the teacher of all teachers. He's the Lord of all lords. He's the master of all masters. He's the king of all kings. And he has the answers. There was times during this where we were, we felt helpless. Because, I mean, you can't, you, can't stop, you can't stop the rain, right? I mean, you can speak to the storm. It's true. But sometimes there's just storms that are coming. We felt helpless at some points because Jen's family was over there. All we could do was trust God and ask God for help. I don't know how many times we prayed this weekend, and I'd say, baby, let me pray with you. Let's just cast our cares on the Lord. Let's pray for your family. Let's pray for the people of North Carolina. Let's pray for the people of South Carolina. Ask God for help. He's everything. He's all in one, okay? Is everybody still with me? That's point one. It's real basic. Real basic. Let's go to point two. Apart from God, you can ask wise people for advice. If you don't know balance, ask somebody who knows balance. My wife and I, once again, an example of us. My wife and I are always asking for advice from folks that are older than us. We've talked to her parents. We talked to my dad when my mom was alive, man, on this planet. We would talk to her and ask advice. Say, man, what do we do in this situation? Not just about 
cooking in the kitchen. Hey, mom, how do you make this? Or dad, how do you fix this? Or dad, or me just asking dad, dad, I mean, how do I do this as a pastor? And I've done that before. I said, dad, how do I balance this? How do I do this? There's other personal things. There's ways you say, man, how can I pay this off? What's a wise way to do this? What's a way I can get around this situation? What's a way that we can confront this situation? Ask people that are wiser than you, sometimes older than you, many times older than you, more experienced than you. Ask them that the people who know balance in that area, someone with wisdom, someone with a steady track record and experience. Let's go to Proverbs 2018. Proverbs 2018. Look at this. Maybe that one, maybe that verse didn't make the cut. Hold on. But there it is. There it is. I was about to pull this out. Perfect. Thank you. Plans are established by counsel. Counsel is advice. Counsel is advice. By wise counsel, wage war. Huh. What's your war? I don't mean you fighting with your husband. Man, I'm going to get advice how to beat him. I'm going to get advice how to trick my wife. No, I don't mean that. No, wage war. Life, sometimes life is war. Life is a battleground. Your mind is a battlefield. You've got to get advice. Plans succeed through good counsel or advice. Don't go to war without wise advice. Can you imagine just showing up and you don't have any advice? I'll never forget the Olympic figure skater, Michelle Kwan. Does anybody remember her? She was on, on par to become a gold medal winner. I've told this story before, but it blew me away. I think the year was 2002. I don't remember. But leading up to the Olympics, guess what she did? She fired her coach. Well, guess what? She didn't get gold that year. I think she got silver. And that's great. That's more than I'll get in the Olympics. I think I'm past, I'm past that, you know, that dream of I'm going to go to the Olympics and be the best, you know, I don't know what player, ping pong or whatever, figure skater. I don't know. You can, you can imagine me out there. But <clears throat> she fired her coach. Not a good idea, huh? Not wise. Not wise at all. You need coaches in life, all right? And we're going we're gonna to get into a little bit of that. You need people on your side. I have another point that's going to strengthen this point as well. So ask somebody. You better ask somebody, all right? If you don't know, somebody said you better ask, right? If you don't know, you better ask somebody, man, because a lot of times we don't know. So ask advice. Be wise, all right? Scripture supports that. Number three, this is important because I'm not a natural planner. Watching Mom and Dad Brown, we were real involved um, over the phone with them as they planned for the hurricane because it was headed toward them. And the forecasters did a fine job. Did you know the eye of the hurricane made land two miles from where it was predicted it was going to hit? Pretty amazing. They don't always do such a good job. We're humans and we're fallible. We're imperfect. But they did a good job predicting where it was going to be and how it was going to go and what it was going to be like. And they gave extensive warnings. We are talking to Mom and Dad Brown this past week over the weekend, and it was so amazing to hear their plans. They had a generator. They'd move stuff. They moved their, See, they live near a creek, so that's going to rise. We knew that was going to rise because that's connected to rivers, which are connected to the sound, which are connected to the ocean. So that water is going to come in there. But their house is 17 feet in the air, so they had a plan. Whoever built that house had a plan. It's on pylons, okay? So they expected the water, water to come under there, and we just kept asking, well, what did you do with the cars? Dad, and what'd you do with the boat? 
said, I pulled it around up the hill. You know the hill where you make two turns and you're up there near the barn. It's high ground, so there's like a parking lot. All the locals go park their vehicles up there. They're out in the county, all right? But they had a plan. So before the power went out, Mom Brown was cooking. I believe she made a lemon cake and some other food. They had a plan. They had a generator. They have supplies. They have water. They had the bathtubs filled with water. They had every, every available uh, uh, container that they could put water in. They, they put water in it, big containers. They were ready. They knew the power was going to go out, most likely, and it did. And we'd planned for it, and it was still frustrating, right, when you can't reach them, going, are they okay, are they okay? Finally, text messages started slipping through here and there. But my point is they had a plan. And even with a plan sometimes, guys, it's still tough. You make a plan, you work the plan, and sometimes God has to change your plan. Sometimes situations change your plan. That does not mean we should not have a plan. Don't you dare wake up in the morning without a plan every day. Have a plan. Besides, I'm going to just go to work. I'm just going to go to work and let things happen. Remember the song, Que sera, sera? Whatever will be, will be. That is a bad plan. It's funny because we go on vacation, go visit um, the Browns, Jen's family. And Jen's dad is such a planner because we don't want our days to get away. Usually we just have a week with him. He'll say, okay. Dad Brown will be talking and we're planning out our days that we're going to drive to the beach this day. And he has a big, deep voice. He's about 6'4", big old guy. And he says, <clears throat> all right, so uh, can we agree? On Wednesday, the plan is to not have a plan. And we, we always kind of laugh at that. It's like, yeah, Dad, the plan will be on Wednesday to not have a plan. And it's funny because even as he says that, he's sliding stuff in going, yeah, you know, we'll just get up, drink our coffee. It still sounds like a small plan. We'll just get up because they're coffee drinkers. We'll get up, drink our coffee, have a big breakfast. Matt, what do you want for breakfast? You know, we're talking. And they, when I first married into the family, they loved to see me eat. I was 30 when we got married, and I was working out real hard at the time. I was a bigger guy. And, man, one time I think I put away six, seven eggs and, like, four or five pancakes, and they just kept shoveling me food, and I kept eating it. <laughs> but we had a plan. The plan was you eat that, we'll give you more, all right? You eat that, there's a lot more. And they were blueberry pancakes. Lord, yeah, that's right. Thank you, Lord, for good food like that. But you need to have a plan, all right? That's a large part of a balanced life. I sound like a food commercial, huh? Part of a balanced diet. Large part of a balanced life. Plan ahead for things. I've even heard of this. People planning ahead to say yes or no to something. Having a plan for that. Deciding right now what they were going to do so they wouldn't be caught off guard. Especially folks that struggled with approval addiction maybe. Say, man, I'm not going to that. I can't do that. I'm not able to do that. I'm not able to volunteer my time with that or give to that. But I'm going to have a plan on saying yes or no and how to do that. Got to have a plan for stuff. You can't plan for everything. I'm not a planner, naturally, but did you know I always have my clothes laid out the day before Sunday? Why? I don't want to wake up Sunday morning and waste time trying to figure out clothes. I don't want to do that. I lay out my belt, my boots or shoes. I, got, I have the jacket hanging up yesterday, got a shirt hanging up. I've got it all laid out. It's ready to go. Why? Because not having a plan wastes time, and not having a plan can be dangerous in certain situations like a hurricane. There were people who didn't have a plan, but just to wait, I believe it was 450 people in Newburn, 
450 people needed a water rescue. I don't know if they were trying to break a record, but New Bern lost no lives so far, right, that we know of. No lives lost in New Bern, North Carolina, Jen's hometown. And they rescued, that little town, they rescued 450 people. Amazing. They didn't have a plan, but somebody else had a plan, huh? The fire department did. Friend of the family, um, he, he's uh, the fire chief over there, and they had a plan. They were water rescuing people. They had a plan. So you need a plan. Somebody say, I commit to having a plan. Yeah, even if it's just a plan to say, you know what, I'm going to start planning for that tonight or tomorrow morning. We're going to write it down. We are going to have a plan. Go to Proverbs 16.9. We can make our plans, right? You should have a plan, but the Lord determines our steps. Does that mean I'm just not going to make any plans? I'm just going to just, you know, just kind of reminded of that stupid movie with Owen Wilson and Jackie Chan. I don't even, was it Shanghai Noon? came out in 2000. Jonathan and I saw it at the theater. We laughed our heads off. So stupid. It's probably not even funny now because I'm older and more mature, I guess, right? But I remember, I remember this guy. He's kind of a, to me, he's not even a good actor, but he's just a cool guy. Owen Wilson, he's just funny to watch. He's just, in, he's the same guy in every, mo every movie. So they're going to rob a train, right? They're going to rob a train. And he's talking to some guys and he's, he says, hey man, so, okay, I, I drew it. He had a plan. He'd drawn it out and it was colored. He had a plan. And he said, okay, guys, here's what we're going to do. And then one of the guys goes, is that the train? And he goes, he watered it up. He goes, all right, guys, never mind. Just forget it. We're going to wing it again. <laughs> so they winged it. And then they, they, uh, it was kind of a disaster. And it, he said, man, number one, where did you get this new guy? And they go, we got him from Texas. And he's just shaking his head. And he goes, man, you guys have lost your wing it privileges. See how poor even, even train robbers needed a plan. You need to have a plan, all right? We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. But you should have a plan. And number four today is two are better than one. Two are better than one. It's funny sometimes because I'll tell my wife, man, you did a good job of that, and you, you did a great job with uh, of getting that done. And she's like, baby, you helped you. I'm like, I did. She's like, you were right here with me, answering my questions, doing stuff for me, because my wife's a planner. And there's times she'll thank me for something, and I'll just thank her back. I'll say, yeah, but we did it together. We did it together. And I'm, I'm bringing up all these examples because we've been on the phone a lot with the Browns. We've been planning together. We've been praying together. What do we do, God? How can we help? And we just keep telling each other, yeah, but I did it. I, I'm better with you. Two are better than one. All right? I love the verses for this. Let's go to Ecclesiastes 4.9. I love the verses for this. Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help, right? But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. I like this translation. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm, right? Husbands and wives, unless your husband's hot natured, and in the middle of the night he's like, oh, oh. I can't breathe. <laughs> I've, I've had those situations. I'm like, I'm hot, man. If I had hair on my head, I'd really be hot. But I'm just super hot. Oh. But the, the writer of Ecclesiastes goes on to ask, but how can one be warm alone? You ever tried that? You can get really cold alone, huh? I'll just scoot over like that to my wife. She's like, man, you are giving off 
heat. I'm like, I'm burning up. Burning up. A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. A triple braided cord is not e- What is a triple braided cord? It's basically a rope with more strands woven into it. All right? So yes, husbands and wives, you're better together. Friends out there, you're better together. Connect groups, guess what? You're better together. Flourish, you're better together. Heroic men, you're better together. Kingsgate Church in Centro Victoria, we come to church. Why? To worship God, to put God first, to love each other, serve each other, learn what we can do for each other, learn how we can help, grow, hear the word, but we are better together. A mentor, pastor, a friend, a connect group host, a neighbor even that fears God. For a while we had a, well, we have great neighbors, don't get me wrong, but we had a neighbor that was, became our buddy. He was a single dad and he had two cats. His name was Michael. And we just loved having him as a neighbor. He was so helpful. He was just such a blessing. He just, he wanted to help. Sometimes he let our dogs out. I mean, he mowed my lawn one time when I really needed it. I didn't ask him to do that. And we'd help each other. He'd tell me, man, can you go over and it's really important. Can you, I'm going to be out of town. Can you feed my fish? He said, you don't have to worry about the cats. They take care of themselves. Could you feed my fish? Sure. Hey, two are better than one. We all need help. We all need community. We all need to be strengthened. So a mentor, a pastor, a friend, connect group host, a neighbor, all right? Why? Accountability. Extra strength. Do you know the book of Matthew chapter 18 says, two, if two agree as touching anything, it shall be done by our Father which is in heaven. Two. Two are better than one. It helps to even things out. You get advice. There's sometimes you're dealing with someone and you have an idea and it might be crazy or it might be decent, but you're headed in the right direction and they go, yeah, but what about we do this? Let's take your idea and make it better this way. Or let's not do that idea. Or we can improve this. Two are better than one. Let's go through our points this morning if we can. How to learn balance. Number one, ask God for help. Ask God for help. I'm not going to go my, my standard 30 minutes this morning. We have baby dedications. I really want to take time with that and with our altar call today. So ask God for help. Number two, ask advice. If you come to me and ask advice about how to build a building, I may not have good advice for you. You can ask me about marriage, though. You can ask me about pastoring or about leading or about shaving my head. Lots of advice, you know, lots of advice. Almost 14 years now doing that, so I know some stuff about that. Or shaving. As you can see, I got plenty of facial hair. I know about razors. I know which ones work and which ones cut my face, all right? I've got advice in certain areas. I've owned some cars. I've owned some houses. I've got some advice. But I may not know exactly what you need, but maybe we can connect you to someone who could give you good advice, all right? Have a plan, number three. Have a plan. Sometimes you plan to not have a plan. You say, man, it's my day off. I'm worn out. I just can't think anymore. My brain is exhausted. Then don't just, you rest that day. Don't have a plan. That's fine. Until you get to a point, you say, man, okay, I'm freaking out now. I've been working so hard. I can't slow down. Now I need a plan. Great. Get you some food. Go on with the rest of your day. Exercise, whatever, but build your plan. Number four, two are better than one. Don't forget that. Two are better than one. The Lord knew this. Before he created the church, he created the home. 
and he created marriage. He gave Eve to Adam. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Man, life would be a lot stranger. I'd be a way worse person without my wife. I'm telling you right now. She's a blessing to me. Two are better than one. But you know, also, once again, we're all better together. I'm better with all of you, and hopefully you're better with me as a church family and as believers. All right? So I want you to go ahead and bow your heads today.